The world's gone crazy. And we're just trying to keep up. Bob and Zip. All right, are we ready? We are. I'm going to start with a song that's going to make very little sense until I explain it, and then it will start to make slightly less little sense. Oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the tracks. And everybody calls it the sugar shack. Okay, now you get it because I'm well, making maple syrup. Just a coffee house oh, okay, I thought you'd done a parody. I thought maybe you nailed this one, Rivers. But it's a sugar shack talking about espresso coffee, which is not a New England tradition. No. This is one of the weirdest songs I've ever heard. The bass is very strange. A cute little girly. It's very politically correct. A black leotard and a V-dog bear. Black leotards and a V-dog neck. I'm gonna drink a lot of coffee, spend a little cash. Make that girl love me when I put on some trash. You can understand why I've gotta get back up to that sugar shack. Okay, so I thought this was about maple syrup. <laughs> But it's about um, harassing a waitress. Yeah, basically. <laughs> not exactly where, woke lyrics, Bob. Let's see where it goes from here. And okay. now that sugar shack queen is a married to me. Yeah. He knocked her up. <laughs> we just sit around and dream of those old memories. Ah, but one of these days I'm gonna lay down tracks in the direction of that sugar, sugar shack. shack just me and her yes we're gonna go back to that sugar, sugar shack, shack. all right it's, it's catchy uh, but it's slightly creepy and uh, it, the bass is strange well and it's got that slide whistle you know that yeah Ed, you missed her calling you could have been a session musician on that that was one. a that was a <laughs> a period in the 70s where top 40 songs it was like the monkeys yeah. right? bubblegum yeah it yeah. was total bubblegum and I have, a, I have a confession I loved bubblegum I still love I it to did this day too. Did I, you? I, yes she, I call them shimmering pop confections and it's one of the reasons we never got laid at that age isn't it <laughs> <laughs> well I was also scared scared of girls I scared think. of girls I was too Sca yeah yeah and and they were they were correctly weary of me too. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your words, not mine. That's what oh, I was saying. Were. In fact, it's, it's a funny thing on Facebook. Um, there are these two girls that I really liked in high school. Yeah, uh, two sisters, uh, Kathy and Rosie. And of course, you know, thirty, forty years later, she's longer than that. Forty-five years later, they look like their parents. Yeah. Oh, I'm not even. I, I don't care about that. I mean, we all look like our parents. Right. It's it's sad when you first realize it, but then you let go. <laughs> let it go. I, I remember when I went to my high school 40, 40th reunion or whatever, yeah. I drove up and I thought, I must be in the wrong place. It looks like there's a wake here. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a funeral going on. What's with all the blue but hair? But anyway, no, so when I was uh, 16, maybe 15 to 18 years old, Yeah. Uh, they just had the coolest house. They had the coolest parents. Yeah. And I hung out at their house with the two sisters. Now, to be, um, 
well, just to get it out of the way right off the bat, uh, we were nothing more than platonic friends ever. Oh, okay. I, well, that's rather anticlimactic, but okay. I think I <laughs> might have brushed up against first base once, but totally by accident. <laughs> okay. Should have led with that. No, no, no. We were, <laughs> and this is the weird thing. I, I had girls who were friends, but no girlfriends. Hmm. I was. Uh, What's the point? <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you know, you should head out to that sugar, sugar shack. shack. There's a cute Put little girl waiting for you. Yes. What, what is putting on trash? What is that? I don't mean? know. I don't I've never know. deciphered that. I don't know what that means. Put on put on trash. some trash. I guess you you get your your garb is your trash. You know. I it might be like his duds. Yeah, that's what I'm might have called that trash. Trash. Back then. So anyway, anyway, these two girls were yeah. were on, and I call them girls now, which is probably incorrect politically. Gals, but, but don't, well, no, they don't <laughs> no, like no, gals. please, gals. we just got them broke of that. Don't do that. Uh, Kathy is one of the ones that objected to the word gals. Mm-hmm. And she objected to it because it's from like a Frank Sinatra time where men thought they could have their way. And we did, baby. Exactly. Now, what's funny is that's the phrase my wife Lisa uses. So in us, yeah. you know, it's just it's just our vernacular and, and obviously we don't mean anything by it. But You're raised with it, yeah. The, the way I look at uh, stuff like that, if, if someone t- tells, if I innocently offend someone, it's innocent. And if they're upset, I'll say, hey, I'm so sorry. I will respect you and not speak that way anymore to you. Right? <laughs> Other people fair, well, fair game. It depends. All right. If I'm Joe Rogan, I won't do it at all to anybody. <laughs> okay. But Joe. you know what? I'm talking like little minor infractions. Like someone yes. says, hey, I don't want to be addressed that way. Uh, but anyway, back in the back in the day, we were all best friends. And uh, Kathy was the older one. She was the one I was sort of, you know. Sweet on, sweet on, sweet on, as yeah, they say. They yeah. say. And, um, and we were friends, you know, we, she had another boy, she had a boyfriend and I was her. That always makes it tough. <laughs> I know. She had an actual boyfriend and I was just a friend. Right. Uh, what we did is we smoked a lot of pot. Yeah. And I always thought it's so cool her parents let her smoke pot. But it turns out, no. It turns out they didn't like the idea at all. And oh, you were a bad influence on her. Um, no, I don't even think they would say that. I think it was her. It was the, but <laughs> the other way we around. Were, we were equally bad uh, influence. And back at that particular age range, I had a problem with the truth. I thought the truth was whatever I could convince somebody of. <laughs> That's you know what you got in radio. Wait, is your last name Murdoch? <laughs> well, no, no, no. No, I mean just as a teenager coming of age and trying to figure out, like, for example... If your parents go, your eyes are red. Have you been smoking pot? You can't tell the truth. No. You say... Unfortunately, that question was never asked. And your parents... Oh, my parents did. And and your parents don't realize they're training you to lie when they do that. How stupid of you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I turned it around. That's how I learned spin. Um, (laughs) But anyway, Facebook being what it is... Um, you know, they're on Facebook, and so I get to sort of see how their lives turned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is so cool because... It's fascinating, isn't it? Oh, do you have anybody like that? Uh... Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, ex uh, is living in San Fran. She's working for a massive computer company, living in a big loft, just married some rich dude. I mean, yeah, yeah. she's 
really that's... married a rich dude see Look. oh yeah and, that's where your priorities he, are that was my winnipeg girlfriend married some famous guy on on hawaii whose no, name is known island wide and now she's divorced and also living in cali so so it's... so when you see this yes if you're like me you're like super happy for her yes absolutely yeah i mean i see them and i see their kids and their grandkids and beautiful kids. You mostly. read about their accomplishments on Facebook, yeah. and, and their kids graduating, which is yeah. always like a tearjerker for me. Yeah, I think by the way, Facebook has figured out that this it is, is this is yeah. how they keep me because <laughs> <laughs> they need you right now, Bob. Because the anti-vaxxers like... get a totally different feed than I do, <laughs> but they're dropping like flies, man. I'll tell you what, anti-vaxxers. What do you mean, Facebook? Oh, Facebook? What do you mean? Yeah, their stock went down like oh, oh, yeah. 25%, 30%. Well, we talked about that a couple, a week or two ago. Yeah, no, yeah, don't own, own the land that you uh, build yeah. your house on. Well, yeah. the thing about, yeah, Facebook is that Apple just totally. Um, <laughs> they messed it with their game. Uh, a- a- Apple wore their trash to this yes, particular meeting did. and they put on their trash. Uh, they basically stopped letting Facebook track people. On the Apple platform, which meant Facebook couldn't sell that kind of serious tracking to advertisers. It cost them ten billion, and the, good for them. But at the same time, Facebook also Tracks. had its first decline in user base, and it's because people are getting bored with it, and um, and frankly, it's old. Yeah, it's, it's, if you, if you, it's yeah. over forty people. Yeah, it's getting yeah. ass kicked by something called TikTok, which to me is the sound effect on sixty minutes every Sunday. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm still afraid of TikTok because of the Chinese component. Really, you're afraid yeah. of China. Well, How I, well I behaved did. as a liberal you are, it, it, as an American, no. you've been trained to fear China. Why do you the fear ma- the place where all the clothes on your back come from? Why <laughs> because, do you fear the place that assembled your iPhone so you don't have to pay ten grand for it? Because the concept of a billion soldiers coming this way makes me shit. Yes. And who told you there would be a billion Chinese soldiers coming this way? Well, they are being trained in school, after all. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I know I do this a lot. Right, all right. You're playing the devil's advocate. Don't you have a jingle? <laughs> playing the devil's advocate, Bob Rivers. And he's proud. Uh, well, I'm not playing the, the devil's advocate, actually. I'm... I'm trying to point out that most of what we believe yes. is a narrative that is taught to us to control us. Yeah. Isn't it? Have you ever found it odd that the population is split 50-50 almost always, almost exactly 50-50 between one side and the other side? And it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, And by the way, each side claims it has moral principles oh yeah yeah yeah. they do they are they wrap themselves in the flag but you know one side will say i did not have moral principles with that (laughs) and the other side will say i did not pay off stormy daniels oops there's a check oops she took classified information and handled it irresponsibly exactly (laughs) i was just going to say i would submit to you that facebook knows that algorithm and therefore your news feed is yes. is perfectly balanced to keep to you me. engaged and angry. Yeah. To with AI. AI. He wants to see old girls he could never score with and how well their families <laughs> are doing. No, it's true. And and <laughs> Facebook found a few more of those, actually. Um, <laughs> and they said, do you want to know, let connect with this person? I love the people they try to connect you with. Well, and, and, and to, be, to be fair, I trained Facebook. Yes, you did. 
because at one point I said, I am going to block, unfriend, and eliminate every person whose uh, who's posting hy- political hyperbole Mm-hmm. That's not funny. If it's funny and if it's got a self-deprecating a aspect to it, yeah, yeah, then uh, have at it. But all of the um, essentially foot soldiers, and by the way, of the left as well as the right. Oh yeah, they're in both sides. I, I, I'm just not interested. So I started, and as I was doing it, I was like, "Are you watching algorithms? Are you watching?" <laughs> This is what I don't want. Great character for and a I would morning like, show. I would like, li- I would like, yeah. like Mother Teresa. I would like, and and you can train Facebook to give you stuff you like. Like I like good stand-up comics. Yeah, but when we share computers with your girlfriend, all of a sudden it starts sending you lingerie oh. choices. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> or Wait bathing a minute. suits, you know. You and Lizzie like don't share an email address and a, and one computer, do you? No, no, no. But we we sometimes surf on the same uh, laptop. Oh, you can't do that. Yeah. Hey, Ed, that was brilliant. What a brilliant morning show sidekick. Hey, AI, what do you think of that? <laughs> Just have a character voice that sounds... Do a character voice that's the artificial intelligence? What would that sound like, Ed? <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't thinking... Can you, you do, like, you a robot said... computer voice? Why, sure I can. You know, or... Yeah, yeah. The yeah, other yeah. one is down here. You know, the other... You're the artificial... Yeah, that. All right, it's up here. You know, they're annoying over the long term. That, yeah. <laughs> so you could be Facebook reacting to what I like and dislike. I'm okay. I'm sick of anything about COVID-19. You hear that, Mr. AI? I am also sick of anything about... <laughs> yes, the AI is overworked. COVID-19. I have not lost my sense of smell. I never had any sense of taste. And even though I know you buy information about my browsing history... Not confirmed. <laughs> I don't want to see anything on Facebook that lets me know you know what else I do. I've seen naked pictures of you, Bob. I would never post them. <laughs> Thank you. No, I think about We do that. have yeah. nude stock archives. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, isn't it? You know about nude stock, right, Zip? Yes. Oh, it was yeah, a promotion was we did in, uh, in Seattle when we first got there, and we were young. We were like, uh, we were like 33 years old, and... Yeah. There was a, a nudist colony, they called it. It was actually a nudist park. And we said, let's have a rock festival there. And have a, we had 2,000 listeners, all of them nude. Couldn't believe it. And Ed was there. <laughs> I, got, I got off the plane and I landed on another planet. <laughs> the planet well, naked. <laughs> at, at this point, Ed was doing, um, he was doing appearances as George Herbert Walker Bush, and he had the yes. whole dress up and everything. And so we said the president was coming to the party. And that we had a limo with, like, Secret Service and Ed, fully clothed, dressed like the president. <laughs> the exact same model glasses, yes. Walking into a park full of 2,000 naked people. Naked as a jaybird, every last one of them. Yeah. It was a great promotion. There. Now, Got how it. much did you get a Garno a ton of coverage from? How did they cover it, basically? Oh, so nobody heli- there was covered. No, no. no, it was covered by helicopter, actually. So we had. Oh, okay. So we did some interesting things. We had a, uh, we had everybody set out the call letters of the radio station KISW. At naked, so we had people because we had two thousand people to work with. So we had KISW, and then we put a giant peace sign under it, (laughs) and it was all, you know, bare-ass naked people laying on the grass. 
Well, this was before tick-borne diseases were well known, <laughs> and and cameras on phones. Oh, the uh, there were no. Yeah, that's there, right. Was, yeah, before cell phones. Yeah, a pager. <laughs> Nobody had a camera at all. No. And uh, and so a helicopter flew over and took that picture, and it was fantastic. It, but you've got to send me that, by the way. If I can, if you do that today, oh, are you kidding? You know, good luck ever getting a job. <laughs> no kidding. That's on unless, your permanent. Unless that's you're going a on your permanent record, Mister. <laughs> unless you're a podcaster for Spotify, in which case that's they would right. love this controversy. Yes. You know that. Was it? You know was that it received well by management that they loved the oh, idea. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, radio back then, uh, they, they were all about yeah. do you have the ratings, and if you were outrageous, and we were outrageous, but never um, mean. You know, or cruel. As far, I take that back. I mean, there's, I did some stupid stuff, but. But mostly we were, you know, people with heart. Just yeah. wacky. Yeah, yeah. It, it worked pretty good. Uh, it really did back then. It was almost one-upmanship between the stations then. Yes. You know, who, right. who could do the most, the most shocking promotion and get away with it? Oh, yeah, yeah. We did one thing once. We had an arch competitor across the street called uh, KXRX. And uh, they were having, was it KXRX? Was it a different? I think it was, and they were having a '80s flashback weekend, <laughs> and they had hired, oddly for their format, but they had hired YMCA, the Village People, <laughs> and who was the other big disco band at the time? Oh, the Casey and the Sunshine Band. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Those were the two, yeah. Yeah. and they hired them to play at like a train station, <laughs> and it was going to be like their big '80s thing. Well. Tickets weren't selling well, so we got with management, and this is cool. Back then, management, like, the companies were owned by, you know, we were owned by a People. big company, but it was not, like, monstrous company right. in debt. And plus, you never asked the home office for permission anyway. They just saw yeah, the ratings. You were leveraged to the hilt. The revenue. Uh, anyway, so we said, hey, you know what would be fun? That show isn't selling. We should buy 150 tickets and give them to the homeless and tell them there's free food. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And, uh, and uh, God bless and rest his soul, Steve Young, the program director, who you may know, uh, Ed Kelly. I do. He said, that's a great idea. <laughs> that was Steve stance on a lot of that stuff. And we literally, because back then radio stations had promotion budgets, and we really took money out of our promotion budget, and we bought like 150 tickets, and we drove around the you know the part of town yeah where the tent cities are the poor side of town wow. and we gave it out to all the homeless people because <laughs> the thing had free food and live music and we said hey would you guys like some free food and live music and you know they'd smile with six teeth say sure <laughs> oh man. and so we we gave away and i think it was like 150 it was a good amount of tickets and let's put it this way. The only people there were the homeless. <laughs> and I think we did everybody a favor. I think Talk a about win -win. a weird gig for the musicians. <laughs> oh, God, oh, <laughs> what I kind of radio the, station is this? I thought the, I thought the dead fans were right. <laughs> so funny. And they're hearing this back in Seattle, too. Some of the people will know. Oh, boy. But no one will know about the concert because literally no one went. <laughs>
That was a sneaky, <laughs> underhanded thing to do, Rivers. And we, ne- we never got in and trouble. You and Steve Stockman should both burn in hell oh, for that. Yeah, the other thing stations used to do is they yeah. used to... Um, uh, they used to... They used to... Oh, um, what do you call it when you do this? Uh, for example, a new radio station was launching. It was called The Mountain. It was one of those yeah. adult... Um, Adult rock formats. I forget. Counter program is what you do. Well, and it, and it was a great. By the way, now we're all friends because we all lived through all of this. If we see yeah. each other, we you know slap each other in the back. But like veterans. <laughs> back then, the mountain was this brand new upstart station, and so what they did is they made a commercial for now premiering the mountain, and it was bought <laughs> as if it was a new movie coming out. So, like the guy that goes, imagine a world where blah, 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 it's the mountain. <laughs> and then at the end of the commercial, it tells you it's a radio station. Well, everybody was so desperate for a buy back then, that, and they would buy the commercials on a Friday to run every hour all weekend when no one was around. Hmm. And so that station, when it launched, bought commercials on all the competitors to announce its launch, and they all ran. Oh, wow. Yeah. What do you call that? Trojan Horse? Oh, that's that guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing, Trojan Horse, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, And it was fun. It was was competition, and it was, you know, these days corporate committees would, would never let you do that stuff. No. But it, it was it really was uh, battle plans, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was marketing warfare. In fact, they called we had, it. We had a, a girl over at uh, our conglomerate working on the other FM rock station, and she had clipped the cable to Howard Stern's transmitter when he came to town. Well, that's desperation, <laughs> but, but probably the only way to get him off the air. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to win. That's funny. Talk about scorched earth. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, nowadays... And I do want to mention the um, Joe Rogan thing again because I don't know if I predicted this last week, but I I thought it, even if I didn't say it out loud. What a win for him this whole thing is. Did you read that supposedly the $100 million podcaster for Spotify, Joe Rogan, actually signed a $200 million deal? That was leaked a day or so ago. They doubled down. Well, they see. I heard. I had heard somebody else had come after him. Well, that that was a that was a, a right wing network saying, "We'll let you say whatever untruths you want uh, for hundred million. It was a <laughs> okay. that was a stunt. Like right. like when you offer like radio stations used to offer Taylor Swift an afternoon drive if she wanted it. You know, it's, right. he, he was never going to do that. But yes. Yeah. He, so what is? I'd happened? apply to that station though. She did. What do you mean? Never mind. Oh, okay. (laughs) So what has happened with Joe Rogan is that he is now bigger than he ever was. And so is Neil Young in terms of respect. Yes, and uh, he he was being flanked by some of his pals. I mean, not that there's a massive demand for Joni Mitchell's music, but she was a tremendous songwriter and performer. Yep. Um, But yeah, other people did, uh, and they're trying to form their own... uh, Streaming service, are they not? Eh, yeah. Good luck with that. I think it's going to fizzle, right? I don't like IBM. I'm going to form my own computer company. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I hate to be such a cynic. We'll we'll call it Commodore 64. (laughs) This is one of of the main principles I've come to cynically believe in. All right. That we're made to do battle with each other, and all it does is make 
the people we're supposedly against bigger. So bigger. well, yeah. so look, if you have most a feud, of, that's how it works in most of the Marvel series yeah, anyway. If you if you have a feud, Neil Young gets bigger, and Joe Rogan gets bigger, and Spotify gets bigger, mm-hmm. and it, it's these, wrestling. Yeah, it's big time wrestling. Well, it is, and. And look, for somebody to go down, the business actually has to do something stupid, like Facebook. Right. Uh, they, you know, they didn't own the land, and Apple took it away from them. But uh, Spotify, Spotify has the right idea, and here's why: a lot of musicians complain that it doesn't pay enough royalties. But when I was a musician, I complained that the club didn't pay enough for a band on a Friday night. That's just normal part of being an artist. <laughs> yeah. Right, Zip? You're lucky to get yeah. 100 bucks a head. Amen. Yeah. 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 And, and if you look into what Spotify pays to rights holders and publishing, it comes to 70 cents out of every dollar. Yeah, but it doesn't, it doesn't trickle down. And by the way, one of the reasons their stock hasn't taken off is they're not profitable enough. No. They need to not screw yet. musicians harder. <laughs> you need them Swifties and, in there, and, though. And then you will read an article that says that Apple pays more, or that uh, what's the other big one uh, besides Apple? Uh, 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 Amazon. The Amazon. Money. Yeah. And the reason those guys pay more is they don't have a free tier, and the free tier requires the you know ads and pays less. So at the end of the day, Spotify is paying too much money to artists. And if you compare it to when CDs were happening, in terms of how many billion dollars the record industry is, it's bigger. They grew the pie. They also grew and destroyed the barriers to entry. So they grew the total base. And so now you have a whole bunch of people who are complaining that they're not stars. (laughs) And here's what I think about that. Boo effing who? <laughs> I was just going to say. <laughs> okay. So, uh, by the way. Yes. Hold on a second. Where is the goddamn jingle? <laughs> Did I say goddamn? Am I a little, I'm a little. You invoked a deity, sir. I don't know. You cannot do that on this show. Hello. Okay. Welcome to Gospel Training. I am the devil's advocate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, I mean, do you, am I am I completely off base here with what I'm saying about Spotify? Or should a company have to pay more than seventy percent of its revenue for the product that it licenses when it's the huge distributor? By the way, it's getting music exposed to more people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and uh, a lot of the younger bands do end up landing um, licensing deals for ad advertising. Yeah. Because of exposure on Spotify. Yeah. Anyway, I'm completely all alone on my little island. To <laughs> That's where I'm comfortable, by the way. Good. That's I like good to Gilligan. defend things no one else wants to defend. Really, because it's the only way to be original. Otherwise, I'd just be quoting MSNBC or Fox. You're just a, you're just a, you're just a hallway lemming. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Spike is going to join us in a little bit. We look forward always to having him as a special guest. Mm-hmm. Um. Before he comes, I think, uh, Zip, you wanted to talk a little bit about the Olympics, right? Well, I just, I, it had occurred to me. I don't know if you, have you followed the Olympics at all, Ed? No. I, Ed? I have uh, seen the occasional luge. Oh, okay. <laughs> er. <laughs> I, I have um, 
when it comes to the Olympics, I walk by when Lisa's watching, and I go, right. wow, those are nice outfits. And uh, that person looks really good. <laughs> and then I, I, do, just, I do like the snowboarding events. Those do you? Are cool. Yeah. 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 I, I like the skiers, of course. Yeah. And, uh, um, I, but I also like the ice skating. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say, Michaela Schifrin, who was, who was uh, the, you know, supposedly our best shot for gold medals in five, well, six different alpine skiing events, okay. um, did not finish. I, I can't remember if it was three or four. I mean, it was shocking. She went down in, in flames, basically. And uh, on the world stage, uh, and it happened with several, it happened to a Russian skater. There was a scandal about doping with yeah, the, 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 the top. 14 or 15 year old or something. Right. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it just struck me as being to what end is winning? I mean, granted, you know, it's, it's well, wonderful to represent your country and, and be the best at what you do. Yeah. But so I'm looking at her right now. She's 26. Um, she skied off course for the third time in five racing uh, races, <clears throat> so she really bombed out. Uh, and she says, um, "Call that pulling a bono." Yeah, of course she's upset. But isn't this a part of competition anyway? Doesn't yes, the agony of defeat. Yeah, Chrissy Kondamaki said it best. <laughs> Uh, she went on to Twitter to post what seemed to be a series of comments. She got roasted uh, on social media, just horrifically. She basically, <laughs> wow, people calling her choker, can't handle the pressure, arrogant. Uh, people would be so cruel. She basically that, referred to these people who have so much apparent hate. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think, I don't think sports heckling is hate. Do you? Yes, it's keyboard courage. People will say things yeah, but, b- behind a monitor on a QWERTY uh, keyboard but, that they would never say in person if they, w- if they were to yeah, meet but, that girl. But heckling, like, for example, when I was at a baseball game, we knew yes. the umpire was not technically legally blind. Hey, yo! You want a ball of mine? <laughs> you want a ball of my goggles? We yes, also knew he wasn't blind a bomb, bastard! Right? Yeah. <clears throat> so... Part of me says, this is part of the drama to amuse us and have us all take sides, but... Oh, and rubbernecking at a bad accident. That's what that yeah, was. When exactly. she went down, it was like, yeah. oh, I'm flames. You know, it's like the Hindenburg. For now, of course, this is, gonna, this is going to suck really for her, but, but you know what we love even more than tearing people down? A comeback story. Redemption. Yeah. So, um, you know, totally... She'll be the Phoenix feel terrible next. for it, her. Yeah, in four years, she'll end up a Phoenix. Maybe. Well, or maybe, are... did she ever get a Wheaties box? I mean, once I have the Wheaties box, I don't really care what else happens. <laughs> you know, how, the other cool... iconic is that, though? Yeah. The yeah, other sorry. cool thing she did, she was on an interview this morning on uh, on the Today Show, and she posted all the negative stuff that she was getting on social media to point out to kids that, like, I'm going to get up from this. I'm going to ski again. Oh, then now she's inspired. You know, yeah. I, you know yeah. I'm on this giant Olympic platform, but when it, when it happens to some kid getting bullied in school, that's the Olympics to them, getting up yeah. and going to school the next day when they got to face these people. Yeah. Who are, who and it's horrifying. At I, I'm looking at her Wheaties box, by the way, because that's what I do when I wonder something. I always Google it. <laughs> and she's got a Wheaties box. Okay. I mean, well, I mean you've been to the mountaintop. That's put, the apex. Put on your big girl pants and <laughs> tell Just them Just ask Bruce off. Jenner. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, 
Well, look, no, no, what happened to her? I'm Howard Cosell. I just came back from 2020, and you're not going to believe what I've got to tell. So, right here, O.J. Simpson, Bruce Jenner. He must be spending The developments are not to be believed. Ladies and gentlemen, Spike O'Neill joins us. How are you, sir? I'm fabulous. How are you, boys? This Good. Is, We're uh, talking about that, deep, deep Michaela shit. Schifrin. Uh, yeah. And, nice. Uh, wow. And whether it's so terrible that people heckled her, and I, I maintain that heckling is part of sports. What do you say, sir? Uh, to a point. To yes, a point. But to then, a point. Then, 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 and and as, as in all things in our world, social media has amplified things to the point of not just ridiculous, but destructive. Yeah. This yeah. one goes to 11. <laughs> yeah, right through your heart. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, and I heard your point, Bob, about her. You know, uh, no, the zip. I'm sorry, it was you. Uh, you know, her saying this is this is what you do. This is when the world throws you up snowballs. This is what you do. And I love that. get back up, put your yeah. big girl pants on, and go. That's and some can awesome. and some yeah. can't. Yeah, I think she's up that's, for that's it. That's true. Not I mean, here's the thing. Up. I would have tweeted. I already have a Wheaties Wheaties box, assholes. <laughs> well, you got a bunch of boxes of sphincteros at home, huh? With your face on it? They're all brown, Mom. I know. She's what happened star. to the milk? Stars have problems. Look at Tiger Woods. I mean, yes. look yes. at Tiger Woods. Yeah. And I wouldn't care. <laughs> and even now, he's even out there because he loves the game of golf, and he knows he'll never compete at that level. But if he ever could, he would. Mm-hmm. So. Wait, wait, that doesn't even have to anymore. He goes out and throws yeah, three I'm good swings say- a year. And he's that's everybody's jealous. happy to have him. Yeah. yeah, he's got it. Yeah. But so, at what point does the uh, the redemption card have no juice? What do you have to do to not be redeemed? Ooh, that's a great. You become question. the juice. <laughs> that's um, right. Yeah, the juice if is the gloves don't fit, redemption's quit. <laughs> um, uh, who's not redeemable? Who's unredeemable? Yeah. I think that applies. Ooh, you know, even, even Michael Vick, who went to jail for dogfighting, right. had a commentary gig last fall on some football network. I forget which one put him on. But, what, I mean, Jesus. Spike, what about Cos? Um, you know, no, I don't think he's ever yeah. coming back. He's, never get, he's not getting another pudding pop endorsement deal. Maybe in the, in the <laughs> prison cafeteria he could have got one. I've yeah. got all the pudding pops for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so black How do you feel How come the only flavor we get is chocolate? How so, do you feel about prison pops? Ah. Pop, the boom, pop, so we're saying that violent crimes and uh, and rape and things like that, uh, clearly, th- then you're done. But well, but here's yeah. what I, I think the point of all this is: embarrassment. Anybody can come back from embarrassment. Sure. I don't can't I can think of anybody who's so embarrassed they could never redeem themselves. Harder for kids. Well, and that's, 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 that's the biggest lesson. job as a parent, right? Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's really good. So, uh, all right. I, I mean, before we move off of redemption, right? Sure. Um, we, we built the redemption machine in this country. We, we, we live to tear down and build back up again and yeah. tear down again. Yes. The movies are you know, every, every, every celebrity. We go after them when they get to the top of the mountain. We rip them down to our level because that's a reptilian defense. Yep. You know, if I tear him down, he's no better than me. That makes me feel better about me. Human nature, by but, the way. Yeah, and then and then we build them back up because we love a fixer-upper. There's nobody. Machiavellian. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody <laughs> that we that can't overcome. You know, that's that's the American dream, coming back, bouncing back. Yeah. Let them eat cake. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. You freaking monkey. <laughs> All right. Uh, next uh, topic, which I'm really dying. I, I, like, we can go on the TV and get experts and correspondents and people with degrees and master's degrees and PhDs. But you're not going to hear commentary on Russia like you're going to hear from Bob, Zip, Ed, and Spike here. So here we are on the brink, we're told, of Russia attacking and attempting to take over Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And um, this narrative has been steadily building for a while, actually for yeah. years. It's hype kind of thing. Well, it, it's, mm. it's when military intelligence becomes news, the government is managing the narrative, okay? Yeah. It's, just, it's just obvious that's what we do. It's the only way for it to get out. Yes. And so here's what's, uh, I'm going to start with this. Here's what's blowing my mind about this whole thing. The United States has been, you know, stirring the pot saying Russia's building up troops and they are going to create a false flag. They're going to say something that has happened in a country that isn't true and use it as a pretext to go in and invade <laughs> that country and topple it. Like, for example, what if they said they had weapons of mass destruction? Oh, I don't want to say that. Actually, I don't want to say that. <clears throat> yeah. um, well, so, to be fair, to be fair, okay, to be fair. I don't want to be fair. Give me a second before you ask me to be fair. Sure, okay. sure, 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 sure. Hey, we're in place to do this event. Thank you. Yeah. So here's the other... Black chick down. Black chick down. <laughs> here's the other thing that's blowing my mind about this, because whenever somebody says, you know, we're morally superior, I always go, well, let me just check your uh, permanent record from your principal's yeah. office to see if you're morally superior. Oh, see, there it is. The false equivalency. It's the not a false equivalency. Of oh, yes, really? Really? So were there yeah. weapons of mass destruction, my friend Spike? Let, let not at all. Hold not on. at all. Let me go to my other false equivalency so you can have them all lined up in a row. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go right ahead. Go right ahead. Go right ahead. Okay. You, so you here's the other thing. Okay. Here's the other thing about Russia. Uh, the crux of our argument is uh -huh. that this country has the nerve to put out fake news as if it was real. <laughs> Do you know of any other country that would allow fake news to happen? That's another false equivalency. You're lining them up. That's good. Another Go false equivalency. <laughs> I notice you keep using the word equivalency, though. Tell me why. <laughs> well, I'll, 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 give you the, I'll give you the perfect example. Because we're morally superior is going to be your answer. No, no, no. no, no. You, you, you nailed a couple of extreme, of perfect examples. Yeah. So the, the misinformation campaign for weapons of mass destruction, right? And then the generalization that we, we there's there's always fake news. Well, no, no, no. The fake news is a whole new response well, to know, social media to have us mistrust our news even more and have us be more easily manipulated, which makes right. us how different from the Russians? Please tell me how different we are from them. Well, I, well, maybe I'm just, a, you know, a homer. Maybe I'm just a nationalist. Of course you are. It's in a human DNA. An yes. You know, maybe I'm from America without the big A. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when, when you when you point to the weapons of mass destruction example, which is the glowing you know, there are lots of others, by the way. There's us funding well, 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 funding what turned into Al Qaeda. There's yes. every time we mess with the world, we screw it up. But keep going. Sure, there, there's more there's false equivalents. The Sandinistas. There's the whole you know Reagan. The whole yeah. bit, right? Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would. And how about the, the great guacamole crisis of last week before the <laughs> right, right. <laughs> 
Some of you know what that is, but keep going, Spike. I'll wait for an under, another podcast to point out the underlying current of that's always seems to be under a Republican administration, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. you have one side, your side is morally superior to the other side, and you've been trained well, to my, always my believe point that. Was gonna, By the way, they've been trained be... to believe they're morally superior to you, too. <laughs> How is it that it always works out 50-50 that You know way? what I miss? The last 25 years of this happening every fucking day. That's what I miss. That's what I All miss. Right. The rooster crows, and here goes my life. Spike, I promise oh, I'll shut up it. and stop trying to paint oh, you in the no, corner no, no, and I'll just no, no, hand no. you the paintbrush. Jesus. Go ahead. Wow. I think I think that when America does dirty pool, it's news. Uh, you hope. You hope it gets the light of death. Oh, boy, you, you hope. hope it gets but the ultimate disenfranchisement. You hope. But, you hope. But three quarters of the people think able... that the election was stolen, three quarters of one party. Well, that's. You hope. That's you ultimate, hope that's... people will sift through what's really going on. Yes. Well, it, well to, to that point, it didn't work. <laughs> Okay, right? I mean, you know, your, your point your point about, you know, three three quarters of registered Republicans, yes. not three quarters of people. But isn't that a three tragedy, quarters. and isn't that our fault? Oh, it's a horrible fucking tragedy. And all it's, of our it's, responsibility. It's not, it's not <laughs> they're stupid and we're smart. It's like, the play why can't we get our shit together and be united? Because it's in the fucking name of the country. Right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, Who's going to win the thing. washing machine here? That's what I want to know. Like, I promise I'll shut up now. I was lying before, but I really mean it this time. Okay. No, it's okay. You can always find those examples when we got caught with our pants around our ankles, you know, with the Sandinistas or sure. Iran Contra or whatever, you know, whatever it might be. Um, the last election, whatever whatever it might be, the insurrection, the latest. Yeah, sure. election, Just go back a week or two moment. and you'll find out. <laughs> but when you talk about comparing us to Russia like everybody does it, that's a full-on kleptocracy. That is a full-on governing body that does nothing but steal from the populace and mm -hmm. enrich themselves. And they're even doing it to the point of stealing other land. That's the first blatant land grab since world pre-World War II, going after Crimea. And by the way, the false flag they used... They spread this misinformation story that a small child was crucified in, in a town square yeah. in a small town in Crimea. And that's what they used to take the, the pretext to invade Crimea. Allegedly. Allegedly. And, and, and they could find no one who had actually witnessed By the this way, horrific How do you, how do you know event. that they did that? Because your government how do I know told that they you did they that? did that. Whose government? Your government. You know, My those weapons of mass no, destruction no. people. No, 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 no. Their government floated that story. How do you know it's and false? And then, and then, and what's that? How do you know it's false? Be because every news organization in the world, not just America's, went to try to find anybody who could verify that story of a child being crucified. It never happened. Okay, with all the budget cuts to newsrooms, I'm going to tell you, it's a smaller oh, group of people than you think it is. And I'm not saying that I, I'm not saying that I don't believe it. I'm mm -hmm. saying that it's really hard to trust anybody right now. And I, I also the don't believe... the ultimate tool the, of the authoritarian. These wars... all are, media. By the way, these wars are said to be fought for what reason? By us. What, <laughs> what are we all... <laughs> what are we always, Spike? Two the words. Good guys. Morally superior, yes. Oh, the good guys, same thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. You had it, you nailed it. Yeah. Are we always morally superior or, and this is the thing that I just, because last week we talked about this. What does Ukraine have that people would want? 
raw and minerals. Natural resources out the wazoo. Natural resources in and out the wazoo. And mail order brides. Can you believe the escalating <laughs> price? Can you believe the escalating yeah. price of Ukrainian mail order brides? That's right. fuck. Fuck you, Biden. God damn it. Let's go, Brandon. Okay. The, the inflation rate on my Ukrainian American mail order get bride a, because of this war drum, war drum. Get, get a latex model and get over it. I believe well, our coverage. I, I won't buy Chinese anymore. Uh, by yeah. I won't buy it. I just won't I, do it. I'd I like buy American. Okay. I believe our coverage a little better if it was rounded with all of the actual facts, which it isn't it's really about riling us up to expect this conflict riling us up to whatever our country well, does because we're moral well, superior to stop it we should stop it well, and you know and i love how you say troops. the united states mm. is the place that has never taken land from anybody perhaps while you're on your way to a tribal casino to gamble some money. <laughs> i said i said post-world war ii you did i said yeah. post-world war ii oh, he, yeah, he, that's he called did. a disclaimer right there yeah. <laughs> So, anyway. Manifest uh, destiny, anybody? Look, I promised the audience this. I promised that they would get commentary here. They wouldn't get anywhere else. And I think we delivered. I think we delivered. That's right. No and way. By the way, anybody want to make a prediction? Informed commentary with the side of Xanax. Yeah. It's yes. Bob and Zip. I, I don't have a prediction because uh, I don't know what will happen. It, it does appear maybe by the time you're hearing this podcast that uh, hostilities have broken out. I don't know what America will do. I don't know what the world will do. Um, it frightens me a little bit. Um, but I suspect that it's all going to be about business. It's going to be about those natural resources. Someone's going to get to control them. Germany will keep their uh, supplies, supply lines pipeline running. coming yeah. through. Keep the pipeline yeah. running, yeah. Uh, we won't shut that pipeline down if you stop going to Crimea. Or, or, or you know. So you think it's all a possibly a negotiating tactic? Of course it is. Uh, yeah. uh, well, well, can I, Bob? Can I say my final closing argument on this whole scenario? I can't promise well, I, I won't I wanna, step I wanna, in I afterwards. But sure, <laughs> I want. Thank you. I know. I know it doesn't yeah. mean anything when I say <laughs> final thought. Come on. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I want. I want to just give kudos to our president, who put everything on the line this afternoon. Everything, his entire legacy, his entire presidency, his place in history was put on the line this afternoon. Hmm. What did he do? He, he said, said yes. this aggression will not stand. Right. Read my <laughs> lips. Sorry. <laughs> no, he, you know, he played, flat out said, yeah, yeah they're going to invade. Oh, he said they're going to invade, but yeah. how is that why, him putting anything on the line? That's it's just going to happen. Because if he does, if, if then Putin invades, he called it, right? But if Putin doesn't, if Putin doesn't invade to take... Ukraine for its, that's all he wants. He wants the resources. Yeah. Of course, that's what he's trying to do, trying to grab, right? Well, and he wants power. If he, if he, now, if he now doesn't, if he doesn't do it to make Biden look bad and undermine Biden's presidency, right? Which, yeah. which is a, a realistic play. You, you know he uh. wants another Republican president. See, but I, see, I think you're following the World Federation wrestling uh, narrative too let me, much. No, I, let I don't me, think any of let, let me. I think okay, that's spot on. Uh, I think Hulk Hogan is going to nibble someone's hair <laughs> off no matter what. Right, brother. It's all pre-planned. They're going to surgically reattach it. I don't. If, I, he, if, yeah. if, if, if Putin doesn't invade Ukraine, then Biden threw his presidency away, right? Not oh, necessarily. He said, he said I, am, I am certain they're going to invade. And they will use that club against him to take the next election. America Look, will. Trump, Trump threw his presidency away every five minutes. I mean, and it didn't, you know, mm. it didn't Despite, matter. 
What about the yeah. America's history of not wanting to change horses in the middle of the stream when we are in, in, engaged in a war? So could, could that not work in Biden's favor? Oh yeah, it, it, it did work. It did work for Bush. Yeah, Wag Bush the it dog. worked for Bush. You bet. So um, I think I think Biden knew that he had to stop this from happening, and he put his presidency on the line to do that. Yeah, I don't know if he's had any effect at all. Other than I think I think w- the one point you're making, though, Spike, that I really do uh, agree with is that I'm not sure Putin expected America to basically call out loudly in its media, you know, w- at least what our version of his plans is. Yeah, uh, plans are because that's that's an attempt to uh, keep him from doing it. But again, if you look at the Fox News versus lamestream media comparison he's got his own media he can make his people believe whatever he wants them to believe and they do and Most we do that yeah. here in the united states yeah. false yeah. equivalency false equivalency but we're doing it. <laughs> and and so it, it, you know manipulating human beings with narratives is it's a oh fine God. art it's it goes back it's for, hacking for, the human millennia. genome i mean it's it, it, it's it's done to us all the time and i i'm just not falling for it here i think Do you think that just because both sides are doing something, one side isn't right and one side isn't Oh, no. My side is always moral superior. I agree with you 100%. I'm getting tired of that horse coming around and merry-go-round. I'm getting tired of that one coming around. I know. That's that's a straight-up legitimate question. But I'm fair and balanced. I'm sorry if you can't handle it. You've got Bob derangement syndrome. I do have BDS pretty bad. Um, If if both (laughs) sides are doing something, isn't one side still right and one side still wrong? No, because I don't believe in right and wrong. I believe in actions. I think it's I think it's wrong to invade another country and take that country. Don't you think that's wrong? That's how our country came into being. Nation building, yeah. Yeah. Post World War II. Will you pay attention? Oh. <laughs> now, you know, we you can't have just people invading and taking land. I know that we did around that. the world. It's our job to stop it. It's NATO's job. It's a it's an alliance. They're of not a part of NATO yet. Like minded. They're, they're a paper tiger, though. But again, but no, well, once, NATO you, is, once mm. you commit to it's our job to stop stuff, then we're able to be manipulated by dictators and oligarchs and plutocracies well, simply because we ha- are morally able to be led uh, to fight. And sometimes well, I, the fight, as we've discovered with Joe Rogan, is actually good for the bad guy. Of course. I, I would agree with that wholeheartedly. But yeah. to your paper tiger, uh, it was Ed. I don't know all the voices in my head yet. <laughs> but to your comment about NATO being a paper tiger, Bob, and to your comment about us being the only one who's the world's police, I would point to the fact that this association of nations that is NATO, we haven't had any shit since World War II yeah, on a global scale. True. So it has kind of, paper tiger has kind of held up. And if you, by the way, only think about your lifetime, then you don't have to worry about global warming either. So that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> He's always one step ahead. Yeah. Always, yes, always. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I, I, I do think about you know humanity through the ages because I do too. Humanity is going to keep not remembering history and not learning from Idiot. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's sort of like we think our democracy has been doing really well since 1776, so nothing could take it away. Now, I'm sure you're more worried about that. Very much so. Yeah. So, yeah, just because we've done okay since World War II. Yeah, I've got to say, that's a biggie. It's yeah. very, ten- very tenuous right now. I, I, I'm mm-hmm. concerned, by the way. I'm playing devil's advocate just so we don't sound just like MSNBC and Fox. 
<laughs> because seriously, you're going to get the, you're going to get the narratives. Literally, I, I watch sometimes five, six newscasts because I'm boring. <laughs> no, you just I think you like to hear all sides well, and then make your own uh, your own decisions. I, I like to hear all sides and figure out what I don't like about all sides. Right. Because it's the only way I'll have an original um, thought. Thought, maybe. <laughs> and even then, it's uh-huh. probably not. I don't do that. I don't do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought, I thought, that, that's what I thought today. I thought it was like, so we're accusing Russia of fake news, and that's our big, you know, that's our big gotcha? That's the pot we're- calling the kettle fake. Mm-hmm. I liked tonight. Nice twist of phrase, Mr. Rivers. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't buy it. Buy it. All right. Well, I uh, I like your version of the world better than mine. Just to be just mine's to be based on Star Trek. <laughs> mine's based on Star Trek. Of course, you like mine. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Couple yeah. of other things. Do you know about the avocado crisis of 2022? Yes. You guys. Mm-hmm. How much do you know about it? Um, gosh, it, it, I, several cases. I know that the, at one point, that a lot of the drug cartel in Mexico were switching over their crop to avocados because they're bringing over a buck a piece in the retail level. Yeah, it turns out avocados are a massively huge crop. Profitable. And the United States gets more avocados from Mexico than anybody. And there is also a tradition with the Mexican avocado producers. Every year they do a Super Bowl ad. Yeah. And it's become a game day tradition. They had one this year, yeah. They did have it. Yeah. And the ban, there was temporarily a <laughs> ban timing. on avocados from Mexico. <laughs> it's over already. It was really settled very quickly. Sleepy Joe's loose border, avocados <laughs> rolling in, <laughs> Un- unprecedented numbers of avocados. Well, <laughs> hang on. So um, the truth behind the avocado industry in Mexico is not pretty. The fruit is sometimes called green gold. You've heard that. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how you pronounce this part of Mexico. Michoacan? Michoacan. Michoacan? Michoacan. Okay. It's West Central. Thank you for saying it with an accent, too. I appreciate that, Ed. Um, <laughs> it is in West Central Mexico. It is where the bulk of the avocados are grown. It is also the regional epicenter of drug cartel activity and violence. Yep. And you cannot separate, like money is fungible, so you cannot separate the $3 billion avocado business, that's how much they sell to the United States per year, from organized crime there. So as it turns out, organized crime systematically, when when they're getting their, like the Sopranos, I know that's a hint for you to do a voice. Come on with this shit. (laughs) Spit it out. When, when When the mafia... Of Mexico, the cartels bite your tongue. Get their cut from the you know uh, various different poppy farms or wherever they go. They don't stop go by the avocado farm and say, "Oh, let's not bother the avocados. They're that's just avocados. Those are for the Super Bowl." Now we get the big up front. Get stupid ass. That's right. They charge ex- extortion. They kidnap farmers. They kidnap family members. They even steal land, Spike, which I know you're totally against. But Totally against. Since them. they're not Russians and we love avocados, right. we're going to overlook it in this particular instance. <laughs> so the recent incident happened when a U.S. inspector basically called out the cartel violence. 
and um, and we decided to have a ban on avocados. Yeah, that's chumming the waters, isn't it? Well, the mini avocado crisis, this is what it's being called now, right. talked about the cartel's tentacles and how they affected uh, the avocado business, but it turns mm-hmm. out we just sort of worked it out with some nice press releases. Mm-hmm. We like to get low-priced items. We like to take a righteous stand somewhere else, like Russia. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's, it's tough to it's tough to ban avocados. They're the perfect size to just throw over the wall. Right <laughs> the sun, you, know? you know, it's like a three dollar gold hand grenade. You know, there it goes. So as I started reading this story, I thought yeah. I had an original thought. Uh-huh. I decided to call them blood avocados. Yes. <laughs> I don't want blood out of avocados, but guess what? Yeah. There's already a Facebook page called Blood oh, Avocados. Blood oh, my God. It's and already taken. They're suggesting that Big Avocado should create a certification program just like Diamonds yeah. to guarantee consumers that the product they're buying is clean of cartel influence. I don't know who could oversee such a thing. Tony Soprano, would you be interested in overseeing <laughs> Absolutely. That? I got a lot of friends down there. Come on with this. Give me the gig. It's very similar to the sanitation business. Very similar. (laughs) We don't need the trucks. You know, who knows? One day we'll haul the garbage, the next day it's avocados. We'll get them through. You know, it's, uh, this is what happens when I don't read the whole story. You know, I don't, I, I, <laughs> Seriously, I read a story about drug cartel and avocados, right? So what do I put in my head? Oh, of course, they're they're filling avocado skins with cocaine. That's what so you I've been think. going to the yes. damn grocery yes. store, buying one a day, like it's like, <laughs> looking, for the, looking for the damn golden ticket. I cut open up. Sure. <laughs> anyway. Uh, What's funny, and I'm reading this from, what am I reading? Boston Globe. Uh, The Globe article says, This narrowly averted avocado crisis reveals again that Mexico is pervasively corrupt. Hmm. Huh. I think we've known that a while. Well, I thought the fact that we just decided to overlook it was revealing that the U.S. was corrupt. But apparently, no, because we're morally superior to the cartels. (laughs) Right, Spike? (laughs) That's what we do, buddy. Well, come on. If we, if you, if you think we're morally superior to the cartels as a punchline, how fucking sad is that? No, I'm, I was helping you because you weren't cartels? fast enough with that line. Come I think on. you were right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's how, with our moral superiority, we get to ignore our own hypocrisy because we've always got bigger fish to blame. Yeah, but is that is that wrong? Is that, is that wrong? I love I mean, it. Of course, it's not wrong. I can't right. point out. Yeah. I can't point out a kleptocracy stealing another nation unless I've got a clean house. I, I can't point out the drug cartels running we, every business in Mexico because we've got some corruption too. We have a klept, kleptocrat angle to us as well, by yeah, the way. Absolutely. Oh, sure, but that's but uh, uh, but that was all maybe. before World War Two. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. no, I think we I all made our point. Coming. I, I, I don't think we're going to have to give any more ground here. All right. Uh, I have another semi-funny story to tell you guys. Mm-hmm. It's about my son, Keith, who's, oh, you know, I'm so proud. I'm so proud of both my sons. Yeah. He, Andrew, he's a player. Yeah. Uh, Andrew with the comedy. And Keith, you know, I, I mean, he's doing Fortune 500 company uh, films. Uh, not just commercials like you see on TV, but mm-hmm. uh, some of his, uh, he's doing like 25-minute films for a large company. I don't want to say who they are, but they're named after a river in South America. And, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Rio and Negro, huh? He's, wow. He's nice fantastic. Group. <laughs> yes. 
Real yeah. Negro. Uh, and um, so he's, well, I think I told you the reason I got a Tesla is because he'd ordered one and he decided right. it was too common a car for him to drive in L.A. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And so, and so he ordered a Porsche. Yes. The elect, the elect he taught you how to say it right, too, yeah. which is good. I finally, yeah, I finally did. He ordered a porch, a front porch. I, I, oh, man, I thought you told me to paint the porch. So, quadraphonic, blow, boom. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, he sent me this article yesterday, and I don't know if it caught your guys' attention. Uh, he just took delivery of his Porsche Taycan, which is an electric car. And, yeah, it's it's expensive. It's like the Model S. It's, it's way up there. Yeah. Uh, it's an impressive car, and he's earned it. He's worked very hard, and I'm happy for him. Um, just a few days ago, a merchant ship sailing from Portugal to Rhode Island caught fire. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I heard. I did oh. see this. You heard this. Yeah. The ship is called the Felicity Ace. Okay. It had a crew of 22. There's a picture of it burning in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean, oh my. 90 nautical miles southwest the island of Fayal in the Azores. Where are the Azores? Do you guys know where that is? Azores. Azores. Azores? Yeah. Azores? I don't know. Anyway. I believe, I believe it's South Pacific. On the boat, 3,965 Audis, Lamborghinis, Porsches, <laughs> Bentleys. Oh, no. Oh, no. And oh. Volkswagens. And uh, Volkswagens. Yeah, Volkswagens are below the line. On the, uh, that's exactly the point. They load off the first-class cars first into yeah, the lifeboat. That's right. And the Volkswagens <laughs> are going to the bottom of the sea. Vol Volkswagens <laughs> were in steerage. They'll probably float. <laughs> with, with Jack. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. We can't get the Jack and Rose here. We can't yeah. get the Volkswagens on a headboard. I'm sorry. We just can't float. <laughs> so cold. <laughs> so what does this do? Well, um... It's so funny to hear Keith talk about this. I said, Keith, you got your car last week. He was like, I know, and I'm in L.A. I could sell it to some rich film producer for a huge profit <laughs> if it's burned up on the boat. Where does he get that? Take advantage of a situation to try and make money. I don't know where he gets that. Hmm. By the way, Spike's geographical, Spike's geographical wheel of know nothing is on target. The Azores <laughs> are just off the coast of Portugal in the Atlantic. Oh, it's just off Portugal? Yeah, just just off the coast of yeah. No, it didn't get very far. Though. Atlantic, Pacific, whatever. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> okay. So anyway, they don't. And by the way, they still don't know what happened because they rescued the crew and the boat was adrift. The last I saw. Wow. So yeah, adrift at sea with what? burning vehicles on it. Yeah. yeah. We had a hundred-year-old golf course burned down in Michigan. Really. Last night, yeah. How do you burn down a golf? Are they filming Caddyshack three. <laughs> how, do you, how do you burn down a golf course? Yeah. And the thing that they were going in after were the trophies. That was the big, the big oh get and the big go to. Yeah. Well, Fire. those are all my big stories. And oh, I have one other thing to just say. Uh, it's maple syrup time. Part of the reason this podcast is a little bit late, and I have to apologize ahead for the next five weeks. Uh, we're going to, you know, I'm like a rancher, like that like yep. that guy, John Dutton in uh, Yellowstone. Um, the farm comes first, and when there's sap to boil, this <laughs> sap has to be out there boiling it. So we're going to have to be a little flexible on the podcast, which you guys have been great about. Uh, but uh, it is maple syrup time. We uh, collected about 800 gallons of sap really? today. 
which we will boil down into Vermont gold. Um, I have not. 800 gallons? That makes, what, five cups, six cups? It makes about two <laughs> teaspoons of maple syrup. Oh. <laughs> uh, it depends on the sugar content. Right now, at the beginning, the sugar content's running very low, so uh, you have to boil more. But it's um, quite, quite an exact science. I was very impressed. Yeah, it is. And, uh, and I don't know why I love it. Uh, but it just feels. I've always been a farmer, Spike. You know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. chickens, whatever it was, vegetables, chickens, blueberries, you name yeah. it, man. I just, it's. I guess somewhere back in my, you know, ancestry, we were subsistence agriculture uh, people. And if I'm not making more food than I need, then I, I don't feel like I'm contributing. Does that make sense? Nice uh, anytime I want to contribute, uh, you know my address, right? Yes, I know. <laughs> and, and, and what's weird is when I say that, I'm like, this means nothing to any of those guys because they don't feel that way. And that's fine. Well, yeah. if we, I'll go get my youngest daughter on the, on the podcast here who refuses now to eat garbage syrup. No kidding. You know, God forbid, oh, God forbid I whip a bottle of, uh, you know, Aunt Jemima or whatever other racist taupe. Well, you, yeah. Did you buy cases out. of Aunt Jemima because you were pissed oh. about cancel culture? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. no, but that's, we always, you know, log cabin, whatever, Aunt Jemima, yeah. whatever yeah. it would be. Even matter. Uncle Ben's but isn't that, Uncle right. Ben's anymore. It's not the, the perverted rice. It's just Ben's rice. Right. Yeah. But Darby had a taste of Bob and Lisa's and she ain't no going back. Oh, that's wonderful. Tell her I say thank you very much. You bet, brother. You bet. Um, also, uh, before we go today, I do want to do something we haven't done in a long time. Uh, we have Patreons. We have 70 different Patreons who uh, once a month contribute like eight bucks, some of them even more, just uh, the tip jar of this podcast. And I never really wanted, uh, and I may be all alone on this, I never really wanted this to make money, just not run up bills that are too high. And um, probably that was a mistake. Should have like run promos for Patreon every week. <laughs> No, you know what I mean? We would yeah. like Yeah, we I would do. get some <laughs> announcer type to talk about how you too can support this fine broadcast. If only if we knew an announcer like type. Support Bob and Zip. <laughs> I don't think we know anybody who's not a fucking announcer, Bob. <laughs> no, we're all announcers. Uh, but anyway, I haven't said anything about those folks for a while and uh, some of them have been there for a very long time. Uh, who is Sax Diver? Well, that's a porn star from the 70s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> somebody has got to be somebody I know. Big pot. Uh, oh, I just lost him now. <laughs> a big Patreon supporter. Um, some of them just have a handle. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Justin Spear, Jenny Jenks, Erica Hill, Joe Miura, Roger Crohn's, Michelle McBride, Larry Graff, Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander, our friend who comes on the show for free sometimes, tosses eight bucks into the tip jar. John Rapella and Bowling. Wendy Fanello. I'm just going to name a few more. Erica Aggie, Jim Martindale, Will Lampin, Doug Chandler, Ed Lemmer, Sean. Just Sean. His email's Sean Mullen. Maybe he didn't want me to say his last name. I don't want to be associated with those guys. That's all you need. His name is Sean. He's going to show up. Yeah. Steve Terrell, Steve Mozell, Tom Zylstra, John Eberhardt, Denise. Just Denise. Uh, maybe her last name and is the Nelson. nephews, Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Debbie Krogan, Jerry and Lynette Barkley, Lisa Gold. Anyway, I'm going to read a bunch more next week. I just wanted to say thank you to you guys. And look, for those of you who are freeloaders, 
don't even think about. Don't feel guilted one bit. Because, you know, who can afford another $8? <laughs> Why, that's going to cut one cup of coffee out of your life if you go... And if a guy should run up yeah. to you in the park and steal your earbuds, you'll know why. Yes. <laughs> no, it was always, it's always meant to be free and fun and, and have a... And we have, boy, we have, uh, we have a large group of people listening every week, so I do want to say thank you for that and, and thank you for your patience over yes. the next few weeks of maple syrup. Uh, and that's all I got. Who's got a burning desire? Anybody else? Mm. Nope. Saw the doctor. Cleaned right up. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I it, tested positive again today, so I'm not real happy. What? Okay. What's that? Yeah. That's the second oh. one. I got one more result coming back for, for COVID. I have You're COVID. still COVID positive? I'm still COVID positive. You have no sniffles? I do, actually. I, my head's been uh, plogged since the beginning. It's the stuff he had is the biggest uh, thing. That and fatigue are the two. Okay, people. so you're still can, symptomatic. Can, yeah, I yeah. some, can I tell you something? Uh, when, I, when my daughter tested positive after school mm -hmm. or, or, or during the break, the Christmas break, mm -hmm. and she was trying to go back to school at the start of the second half of the year, and we were waiting for her to get a positive test. Mm -hmm. And I talked to the school nurse, and she said, look, you could be four to six weeks until you get a negative test, once you've tested positive. Uh, yeah. What they require the, is five days symptom free. Which he has before you're before and he doesn't. I know. I know. You're, Ed, you're sick again. I totally respect what you're saying, but man, you it might just be the same positive test result from the original bout you had. Yes. Yeah. The 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 fly in the ointment is that the Canadian government will not let you over until you have three negative tests in a row. Right. So. Ooh, the turkey. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> They don't want to, they don't want Americans infecting Canada any more than we already are. Want to borrow my ID, man? Yeah. yeah. Borrow my, my, my Vax card, my ID. Do I have to remove our weapons? I'm glad you're not feeling too terrible, and I hope you no. don't get long COVID. You know what that is? No, what's that? The, the, oh, the long haulers. Yeah, the long haulers. It doesn't I, exist. Yeah. Don't even. But it's fake news. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Out of my mind. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> my brother's got it, man. Over a year. Oh, he does. Wow. Over a year. Wow. Heart issues now. Yeah. Permanent lung damage? Yeah. Oh, I feel so great now. <laughs> All right. Uh, please See, get better fast, Ed yeah. Kelly. Seriously. Uh, oh, thank you. All right. Mm. Before we go, uh, I want to do a shout-out to a musician that you guys— I know Zip's heard of him. Um, been very blessed over the years, Spike and I both. Zip, you've played with some really uh, big-time uh, professional uh, musical types, and you are one yourself. Um, but— um, over the years, you know, we've worked with Hall of Fame musicians. We've worked with uh, members of huge bands in Seattle. And, uh, you know, it comes with being in a big city. But out here in the middle of Vermont, working with just some uh, local friends who write songs. And, you know, I always just like to be recording and making records. And, um, and I'm doing that with a couple of friends up here. One that, uh, that Zip knows very well, a guy named Rick Davis. Another guy, John Sullivan, who did some twisted tunes for me about 35 years ago. Anyway, there's this guitarist who lives part-time out here and part-time in L.A. Mm -hmm. He is the lead guitarist for Jackson Brown, wow. whom he's toured with for, I think, several decades or maybe 25 years. He's a session player extraordinaire who plays, you know, on things like the movie soundtrack for Toy Story 4, stuff like he's that. He's a Wrecking Crew guy. He's he's essentially the modern-day uh, Wrecking Crew. That's right. Um, and Val, 
again, I don't know him as as well as uh, my good friend Rick. So he, I, he's he's a great guy. I wouldn't say he's my personal friend, but since I'm working with some of his friends recording some songs, he said he would play some guitar on them. Hmm. And oh my god. Um, let's see who else he's worked with. Oh, Cheryl Crow, Bonnie Wilson Raitt. Phillips. Oh, yes. Amazing stuff. Anyway, so I've had, and, and by the way, to, to, it's like sending out for a pizza to have hmm. him put tracks down because we just send him the track and then he sends back his guitar and it's just incredible. Now, he is I, also, he's also Charles Bronson's stepson and David McCallum is his, is his dad. Father. Who's on NCIS and The Man from yes, Uncle. Yes, right? he was on Man from Uncle. Yeah. Yes. A huge That's acting career. Ilya Kuryakin. Yeah, and and his mom was Jill the only, Ireland. Jill Ireland was the only woman Spock would ever love. If you're a Star Trek, <laughs> wow. So huh. to say he's he, he's super elite. I'm doing this at the end of the podcast. I don't want him to even hear that I did this. But um, <laughs> you fear he's bailed by now. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's probably <laughs> most people have bailed. I went and saw him on tour with Jackson Brown this past summer, and there's a video on YouTube I want to direct you to. My Cleveland Heart. Are you familiar with that song, any of you? Mm-mm. Okay. No. Jackson Brown song. So this is on YouTube. I'm going to play it, uh, but I, I recommend you go watch it on YouTube because to watch these guys, it's Jackson Brown with Val just sitting in a room with an engineer who's got, um, it's not a cowbell, it's like wood blocks. Mm-hmm. And the three of them just bang this song out and... The video really makes it. The audio will still sound good, but the video really makes it. So just search My Cleveland Heart with Jackson Brown, and you'll see this. And we'll uh, close with that song. And hope you all have a wonderful week. We'll talk to you next week. Here we go.
walking that broken line between the way life is and the way it seems. I've been stranded on that endless straight away between the truth and my wildest dreams. But I will no longer need to tell them apart when I finally got my. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. Bob and Zip.